another edition of the Behind the You podcast. We've got a newcomer here, Matthew Cleveland, transfer in from Florida State, now wearing the proper colors. Matt, appreciate it. You look good in orange and green. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, can, can I just get a shout out for my son? Because he, he he did pretty good at the Coach L camp. We get a shout out for Parker. Yeah, shout out Parker. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. And you're going to try and take him on your team next session, right? Mm, GM. Got to get the GM mode. All right. To that class of 2030. Tell Coach Kimball and Coach L we got to get some offers out. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I always like to kind of ease into these things, Matt, and I might get you to smile here. You might tell me I'm completely off base. Uh, I do my research. I try to prepare the best I can. Are you a Swifty? Used to be. Used to be. Okay. You want to give us the background on that? Uh, just normally when I go into games, I try to be calm, not like riled up. So one day I just started playing Taylor Swift and then it just carried on. That's a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. What are we listening to these days before a game? Morgan Wallen. <laughs> okay. All right, so we've changed things up. Yeah, just a little bit. Had the had the had the former teammates react to the Taylor Swift? No, they had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, were you embarrassed into changing it, or you, or you stayed true to your uh, your inner soul? Stayed true to it. Good job, good job. So, but she's kind of like this is like a whole big thing this summer. Did you even think about trying to go see her in concert? Uh, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Okay, did I embarrass you? No, not at all. Okay, we're good. Now, the other thing I saw, um, so Matt, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I knew what you did to us last year, hitting the buzzer beater. I knew you were 6'7 wing. I knew you were a good player. Uh, I did not know you were as highly rated, five-star top whatever guy coming in, so I apologize, but now I know. But the reason why I bring that up is as I was going through your Instagram and I was looking at all the offers, like, dude, like every school in the nation offered this guy, including the University of Miami offered you the first go-round, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but we didn't. What, what what happened? We didn't make the cut. Yeah, just just did. <laughs> <laughs> Are you regretting that now? The second come round. I mean, you kind yeah. of feel like you're home. Yeah, yeah. All right, we feel like we're home. All right. So, I believe you said somewhere that you, you were pretty aware of the success Coach Ellis had with transfers and wings. Uh, Cam Augusty's been on this podcast. He said the same thing. Angel Rodriguez said it. Jordan. They've all said it. And you said the same thing. How aware were you of what players like you have done once they've come to the University of Miami and have gotten to play under Coach Larinaga? Very aware, especially once I – like I was aware during the season just because my freshman year that Charlie Moore and Cam Augusti and Jordan Miller also. And then last year was Nigel, Chad, and Jordan as well. So just very aware. And then I did my research on even like transfers from – years back once I got in the transfer portal just to see how successful they've been. Who'd you research? What names came up? I know there was one, I think, transferred from, was it Kansas State? So that was Angel Rodriguez, and he was paired with Sheldon McClellan from mm -hmm. Texas, the 6'5 guard. And they went to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Now, how hard was it a decision when you went, once you entered the portal about where you were going to go? That deck was Miami on your radar? How inundated did you get with people wanting you to come to their school? Yeah, so when I first entered the portal, my parents asked, like, give me a list of, like, six schools you're going to be most interested in. And Miami was, if not number one, it was, like, close to number one. So it was definitely, like, the school I was most interested in. Why'd they make the list and why'd they make it so high that quick? 
was because the winning and also what they did with Jordan Miller from his first year to his second year, the big jump he had. So as a player in the league, you were acutely aware, like you knew exactly what he had done? Mm-hmm, definitely. So let me ask you this. What would be, if you were sitting in Coach Ham's team meeting and you guys were going through a scouting report on Coach L and the Hurricanes over the last two years, what would you guys be talking about? Got to slow him down on offense is the first thing. Transition offense is where you slow him down. Make him run all 30 seconds of the shot clock. That would be number one. And how successful were you guys with that? Not successful at all. <laughs> and, what, and what about for you as a player? Obviously, you get this, you know, well, I don't know. People have or haven't been around college basketball. I have. I've had the good fortune of sitting in those meetings. I've seen the scouts. I mean, the amount of work and preparation you guys get from your staff, GAs, et cetera. But from your standpoint of being on the court against Miami the last two years, how would you summarize their style of play? Basically, I've been told this, but it's like anything the defense does is wrong. Really? So, yeah. So you could not switch everything. Like you could not switch it. But no matter what you do, it's still going to be wrong. And why is that? Last year, especially, and even our freshman year, there's just so many options. You had Sam Wardenberg, Charlie Moore, Jordan Miller, Cam Agassi, Isaiah Wong. It was just at any point, any time. And, like, the schemes, especially last year playing at Florida State, like, the offensive scheme that they ran, knowing we would switch everything and deny it, was, like, perfect. And how do you see yourself fitting in? I guess is that something that attracted you to – I should ask, did you see yourself fitting in? And I imagine that was appealing to you. Yeah, definitely saw myself fitting in. It was easily appealing, yeah. Easily appealing. Was it Now, was it hard to leave Florida State? How hard was it to – to leave and get into the portal it was i would say personally it was really hard just because like that was the two years i had there like team success wise wasn't the greatest but like personally like the things that the coaches did for me just developing my game was key and it was just it was definitely hard now you talked about developing your game i had seen that uh, i guess your are well, i didn't see him your freshman year obviously statistically shooting wasn't great but i had read that it might have been Stan Jones, but someone kind of said, hey, let's work on, I guess, how the ball sits in your hand when you're shooting or releasing. And I'm wondering, A, what's that like to change that? How difficult and challenging is to get that feel the way you want it to feel and feel comfortable. But then once you accomplished it, how much did it help? Yeah, it was definitely challenging. I say for like two months straight, I don't think I shot a shot outside like the halo. Just like sitting there and just repping it, repping it, repping it, repping it, repping it until eventually it started feeling natural and then like once season started and then we had to change my footwork like middle of the season because it was my feet were too stiff and too slow into the shot so then once we changed that and had to rep that and rep that then once it started like the work started showing it was really good and did the work start showing First of all, you're a former five-star do I have that where well, you were a five five-star right you were a five-star a potential one and done is it a little humbling when you have to kind of tweak something and change it and get yourself to a place where you feel good about it? Uh, I wouldn't say it was like humbling. I would just say like it needed to be done if I want to get to where I want to get to. So I got you. Like I just had you ever? I mean, had you ever? Have you ever faced anything like that before? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. And how did so? How did they? Like you said, I assume getting where you want to go is you want to play at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So how did they, how did they approach you in terms of hey Matt? this is going to help you, but you have to make this change. 
well, I was, I didn't plan on make, like making a change to my jump shot, but I planned on like working on my game. I'm someone, if you like show me results and then like a change and the results are there, then I'll do it. So they said, you shot, I think it was like 19% shooting this way. Like you have nothing to lose if you change it. And then I just started seeing the ball going more and more, my confidence go up. So it was just easy for me. Like if you show me something, then I'm gonna take it back and work on it. And you said you were so you're changing your form and you're you're with the halo. You're like five feet from the basket, right? Mm-hmm. Just getting up shots, working on the form. And how long did you do that for before you started moving yourself out and really feeling like, all right, this is gonna work? Did it take mm-hmm. until the actual regular season? Like twice a day, like eight a.m. and like eight p.m. I would just sit in a chair and just for like forty-five minutes and just sit shoot, have someone get the rebound, put it back, just make sure the ball was in my hand the way I wanted to be, sit and shoot. So I did that from like two weeks after our season ended in March up until like June. So we really started like workouts. And then once we started workouts, that's when I would start shooting. And then it also got different because it was different when shooting on the move. And it's a new jump shot, so you had to get used to that. And it was just something that was just challenging. But looking back on it, it was fun. The journey was, like, fun. Make this the day your life changes. The all-new UFIT Gyms has been created to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state-of-the-art equipment and a new cross-functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT+. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT on demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms. After that freshman year, you said you shot 19%. At any point along the way, was your confidence shaken? I don't want to say shaken, but like, you know, you're, you're coming in a big-time guy. I don't know what your ex- expectations were of yourself, but was there anything mentally that you had to go through that had nothing to do with the physical part of the game? Uh, I would say more at the free throw line it was instead of the three. Oh, really? Free, yeah, free, I shot like 55 56%. Can't be doing that, dude. Yeah, it was rough, but... And like always, like I wouldn't call myself like the greatest free throw shooter, but like I would shoot 75, 80% in high school. So then coming in and was like, that was more the challenging part where my confidence was. Cause it's like, I know I can do better than this. And I don't know why it's not like producing. Right. I gotcha. You got, you kind of played for two older coaches, coach ham coach. Like you kind of, are they similar? Are they different? I know you haven't been around coach L a lot yet, but do you see some similarities between that kind of savvy, wise, veteran experience of seeing game after game, season after season. Yeah, I would definitely say they're similar in, in like off the court. They're just super genuine people, and they do whatever they can to help you, like no matter what hour it is. And then on the court, like it's just I feel like there's nothing they haven't seen, so they're not going to get phased by anything. And they they both have like a plan for no matter what the game situation is. Do you remember the first time you spoke to Coach L? Well, I guess the first time during this process, I guess you probably spoke to him at some point when you were getting recruited. But yeah. the first time during this process, do you remember talking to him and what he said and, and how that resonated with you? Yeah, I'm just telling stories. So he asked, are you interested in like what we have to offer? And I said, yes. And then he just told a story of how he, I don't know if he got drafted or forgot how it was, but he signed like the only non-guaranteed contract for his team. With the Pistons, he, I think. Yeah. So that was just, that was the the main story he told. And it was really just like 
talking on the phone. Gotcha. And now you mentioned he was genuine. Did you sense that from the beginning? Yeah, from first conversation I had with him. Did you visit? Did you go on a come on a visit? It was quick though. It was like I got in at like nine p.m. and left the next day at like four. What? How come so quick? Because we wanted to get all my visits like out the way. So the I wanted to do the process super quick. So we just lined them up like back to back to back. So so what? You were here for less than twenty four hours. What'd you see? What they do? How, that that was a quick window to make for let them make an impression. Yeah, it was really just all film and basketball and just how they would develop my game is really the main thing. So they showed you clips of stuff and how they would use you and all that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you like what, I assume you like what you saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to see the city at all? They take you out, a meal, anything? Yeah. Straight business. So when you left, did you know or did you have to go home and think? Uh, I had to think. It was my number one, uh, it was the first visit, but it was my number one option. And me and my dad said that visit would be hard to beat. Okay, well, good. So they did a good job. Mm -hmm. When you originally signed, how'd you go through that process? I mean, we uh, you had everybody, just about. I mean, I saw the list. It was 30 deep. How'd you end up processing all of that? I mean, that's that's not easy. If a a five-star, high-level recruit, every major team in the, in the country wants a piece of you, wants you to be at their school. Looking back on it, um, anything you would have done different or what advice might you give someone that had to go through what you went through? Uh, for me, it was different because it was COVID. So I took no, no, no visits. visits. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't really get I was, I was like the full experience, if you call it. So everything was through Zoom. But what I would tell people for advice is pretty much all schools on visits are going to tell you the same. Thing. <laughs> you have to go back and do your own research on if they really live up to what they told you. Did you do your research? I feel like just talking to you, you, you did your own research. Mm -hmm. I do. You did, and you did it because I, I, reading they, you know, you picked Florida State, and people said, "I can't believe you didn't go to Kansas or Michigan." They were surprised by that. Were you surprised by the reaction? Uh, not really. I felt like Florida State was, like at the time, it was like Big Guard University. Like everyone that they had that was my height or my build was producing and going to the NBA or playing Leonard love Leonard loves length dude he loves big dudes <laughs> yeah. big long wings he loves it yeah yeah so it wasn't like to me it wasn't like surprise surprise in the opposite way that they think it was they don't know you right they thought it would be too easy how about Georgia Tech though were the parents a little upset or they were okay with it they were okay with it they knew it was my decision all along so they just supported me each way every way they, they could Georgia Tech was smart though they were the first offer right Mm -hmm. Listen, they knew they knew they knew to get on the radar early. Now, your yeah. parents went there and played sports, or they just went. That's where they went to school. Uh, so my dad just went to school there, but my mom was on the, I don't know what it's called, like the cheer dance. Got it. Join us at Gulfstream Park this spring with live action Thursday through Sunday. Enjoy entertainment outdoors at the Carousel Club or feast in Ten Palms. Not hungry? Visit our many on-site shopping locations from fashion stores to home furnishings. For schedules, reservations, and tickets, visit GulfstreamPark.com. When you first signed and got to Florida State, did you think that after the first year you would have a chance to leave? Uh, no. My first original thought when I signed was if I was going to get playing time or not. <laughs> there were returning like six seniors and like eight returners and had like got two transfers. So I was just thinking I got to do anyway, anything I can to get on the court. 
So did you seriously consider leaving after year one? Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. not at all. But then after year two, we left, but we left for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to your high school year, you didn't play much as a freshman. Did I read that right? Yeah, I played, I don't know, I would say I played maybe less than like 10 minutes a game, five minutes a game. Did you grow? Was there a growth spurt in there? Sometimes there's a growth spurt. Yeah, I was like 6'1", 6'2". That was a growth spurt. Like the growth spurt, yeah, I got to like 6'4", my sophomore year, but like my skill development took another level. So like my freshman year, I would just say I was just like, did everything that the team needed to win, play defense, rebound got gritty and then sophomore year I added some offense to my game and I got athletic so that's where it took a big jump now was that something that you were aware of like hey I got to get improve my game if I'm going to get on the court or was it like just a natural progression of you just growing developing etc those those years are wild right the high school years four inches changes your game but did you put the work in yeah definitely that was like after like middle of my freshman year was like the first time I started like weightlifting and like really training on the court every day so that's when middle of my freshman year going on is when I really started that and when did you blow up from like a recruiting standpoint um sophomore summer going into junior year at MBPA top 100 camp MVP at the top 100 camp MB, it was the MBPA top 100 camp oh I mean I got you got you got and then people started taking notice mm-hmm. and how'd your life change after that was it, a, was it just a whirlwind? Yeah, it was a lot. Because that was the first time they could contact. And how many started contacting you? I got like seven offers in the first day. <laughs> and, yeah. and it helped that I was at the MVPA Top 100 camp because all the college coaches could go to that too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Could they talk to you or no? No, they couldn't talk to you, but they could watch. And So that many offers kind of come in at once. You're, what's going through your head? I was surprised, honestly. I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) So of those seven offers, did any one of those kind of make you do a double take? Like, well, I can't believe blank school just offered me. I would say at the time, like Florida. We don't like, okay, so this, we don't like Florida. Florida State, we're okay with, but we don't like Florida. Yeah, neither did. I never never liked them. No? (laughs) That was our really, like, main rival. Oh, Florida State. Mm-hmm. Right. But in high school, you were okay with them. Yeah. Well, because I didn't. You didn't know. Yeah. But not now. So they don't like them and we don't like them. Mm-hmm. We're okay with Florida State. Respect, good, friendly, whatever. The Gator can't happen. So we share yeah. we, that that we should have in common. Yeah. And I've never beat them. So that makes it worse. Oh, but I don't think you have them the next. You'd have to catch them in the tournament, I think. Yeah. I don't think they're on the schedule. You know, um, I forgot to ask you this, but obviously you said you were aware of Coach Larenig. Obviously you're aware of Miami. You played them, et cetera. They, they came on the trip, or you came on the trip. They show you the film, how to use you, et cetera. How much did the last two years and what they did in the tournament, the winning that they've accomplished at the level they've accomplished it, also factor into your decision? Uh, I would say it was like number one, if not number two, was behind skill development because I had left Florida State to – go somewhere where I knew that I could help winning. So just seeing on TV the past my two years of college, just seeing them win and it win at a extremely high level was like really eye-opening. Are you a guy when the season ends, if you're not in the tournament, do you watch the tournament or you get away from the tournament? 
I watch it. I love any type of basketball I would watch. So, so you're into it. Mm-hmm. Well, so let me ask you this: When they're, I don't have I don't have the calendar right. So when they're in the tournament, when Miami's in the tournament making that run. Are you in the portal yet or no? No, I entered the portal. I think in mm, yeah, I think after after the. So you're trip. watching them, having no idea that that might be where this how this all ends up. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're watching anybody, you watch. I assume you're watching the NBA too, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's your squad? Uh, the Bucks. I love the Bucks. Chris Middleton, you a Middleton guy? Middleton, that's yeah. your. You like the same? Is that yeah. your game? Uh, yeah, I would say similar. He loves the mid range. I love the mid range. Get to his spot. So very calm, cool, collected. How'd you fall into? You're from Atlanta. How'd you fall into the Bucks? Mike Budenholzer. Well, he got fired, but he was the coach of the Hawks when, like, that's when I first really started like loving basketball, and it was at the four All Stars. And so when he left and got the job in Milwaukee, I just followed him. If the Heat get Lillard, what what's that mean for them? Um, I'm not a really big Heat fan. I <sighs> think but you're but you're a basketball fan, you said. Yeah, if they get Dame Lillard, I don't know. I don't think he wants to come to Miami though. No, you're not feeling it. Mm-mm. Not feeling it. Okay. Yeah, your team, your Bucks are pretty good. You're you're a little angry about that that we eliminated you last year. Yes. <laughs> so. You were did not start off growing up as a basketball player, correct? Correct. You were a baseball player. Mm-hmm. What was your position? Center field. And were you pretty good? Yes, I, w- I would. I would say I was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Were you like a travel ball guy? Compete at a mm-hmm. high level? Yeah, travel ball. How how was your how were you in the in the in the batter's box? Were you better offensive or defensive player? I would say I was good at both. You're good at both, and and so why all of a sudden no baseball? And into basketball, I would say one. I'm a perfectionist, so if you're only oh god, that's a hard sport yeah, to be a perfectionist. Only, if you're only hitting like two eighty, I'm freaking out that it's not a hit every time. Well, they tell you if hey, if you go three for ten, you've had a successful. If three for ten is good in baseball, yeah, see, seven can't. failures, that's good. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> so that like it would legitimately frustrate you. Yes. Yes. So that how did you train? Were you were you playing basketball? Like if baseball was your main, this is how my kids do it. Parker, I have my serious sport and I have my fun sport. So it was like baseball was your serious sport back then. Mm-hmm. Were, were you yeah. playing basketball at all? Yeah, I would play like rec league or like like we had called our we called it like feeder system, which like feeds into the high school. But I didn't play any travel ball seriously until eighth grade, ninth grade. And when did you drop baseball? Same time, eighth grade going into ninth grade. You just said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with this. Yeah. But you said I've you were always, good. Yeah, I always wanted to pick back up on it. Like, even like my senior high school, I would have tried out for the team if I didn't have to go to Florida State. Oh, did you graduate early? No, but we had to be there during like their state championship run. So I just was like, there's no point of me even. Have you talked to Norchad? about you he, he, he grew up a baseball player in nicaragua really I he was a pitcher know. i had no idea we need to have a little home run derby norchad on the mound matt cleveland in the box mm-hmm. talk next time you see him he, oh, he was a baseball player mm-hmm. and he got found in nicaragua they were just playing like sandlot he wasn't even mm-hmm. on a baseball field he said in like a dirt field with not even a baseball they're in their country they didn't have a lot and a guy 
sort of just saw him and said, would you have any interest in playing basketball? And that started his journey. I think he's, he ended up in Mexico, then came over to Miami for prep school, Arkansas State, and at Miami. Mm -hmm. So challenge him the next time you see him. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! How did you decide, like, hey, I'm done with baseball? Was that easy or hard? It was hard. And my decision was just, like, it was, like, eighth grade summer, and we did, like, the, I don't know what it was called, like, made hoops, like, Peach Jam for eighth grade. So we were playing, like, all the Nike teams, New York Rins, the family, Boo Williams. And I was just, like, I'm nowhere near as close to as good as any of them. So if I want In basketball. Yeah, in basketball. Got it. It's like if I wanted to keep playing, then I would have to focus on it full time. And so you just gave up baseball and said, I'm going to get after this. Mm -hmm. And was your dream to go play college ball? For basketball? Yeah. I didn't know. Like, I didn't think I was good enough to do that. So at the time, it was just like, play it and see where it goes. And did you think you had a chance to play baseball at a high level? Yeah, that I definitely thought I did. And then you and you just walked away from it? Mm -hmm. to take on the challenge of basketball. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Well, I guess it kind of worked out, so you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. You're all right. I heard you're very superstitious. Mm -hmm. what, are we, what, are, what are our superstitions that uh, are part of our – are they only related to the ga game day, or we have, like, superstitions day-to-day, -day, just game day? How, how does this impact our life here? I would say just game day. So what are, we, what are we doing these days? got to change it now, switch it up a little bit. Because you're here? Yeah. So what was it? So last year at Florida State, give, give me the routine. Uh, always had to have Smoothie King day of the game, Hulk chocolate. What'd you have? Hulk chocolate. Oh, chocolate. Okay. All right. So we got a Smoothie King on game day. We always had the same meals, but I always just, it was always pasta, fruit, and chicken for pregame meal. Um, I always had to be the first one on the court. Socks. Freshman. Something with your socks, I think. Yeah, that was my freshman year. So your, we had a six or seven game win streak, and I didn't change the socks. Didn't wash them or just didn't change them? Didn't wash them. And yeah. then what about last year? I, I read something about socks inside out or high yeah, socks, low one. socks. What's going yeah, on with that? One, I, so I went from high socks to left one inside out and right one the right the right way. And that started just because what? What happened one time and you played good? Yeah, just accidental and then – I noticed it, and it was a good game. And that was the that carried through the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. So left side inside out, right side good. But we're gonna go with something completely new this year. Yeah, I gotta switch it up. But is this like an out of the blue thing? Like you don't plan this, do you? Mm, if it just happens, and then oh, and we, we changed our number. Zero. Is that what any meaning there? Yeah. So I wore zero my senior year of high school, and that was my by far my best year of. High school basketball, we were 30 and one. Um, we won state championship, uh, averaged like 25 and 11, had like multiple 40 point games, and then we made Geico Nationals. So that zero is like what I think is just good mojo. All right.
I like it. You didn't have to fight anybody for that, did you? Mm-mm. Is that part of their recruitment? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last thing, Matt, before I let you go, I read you are a fan of like critical thinkers, critical thinking. Walk me through that. Just something that like brain teases. Um, I just find it interesting. Like, so like you read books, like stuff on the like what get Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Did I even say that right? Did I mess yeah, that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did That's I say it right? Mm-hmm. What do you like? Listen to the you like you listen to him on YouTube or like? Yeah, because it's funny. Like, like I don't. I just like it. It's like because you've never thought of it in that way. So. And do you like do you share that with other people or is it just something you kind of keep to your like? Do you ever take what he says and go up to your buddies and be like, "Hey, man." Yeah. I do. Yeah. The main one is like, there's no such thing as nothing because if you're calling it something, it is like something like you can't be nothing. Yeah, as you say, there's nothing in the box. There's always like air in the box. And since you're saying it's like nothing, it's still something. You must frustrate your friends. <laughs> uh, I bet you at lunch, you you frustrate, you throw that out there. You should throw that out there and just walk away and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then what are we studying? Uh, criminology. So when we're done with basketball, we're doing what? Oh, I actually want to change my major, but. To what? Psychology. You you like so you, the mo- perfectionist mm-hmm. film? Show me, show me. You have to show me to sh- to prove me. Critical thinking, psychology. What's up with the? You like you, you're into the mental part of life. Yes, easy. Yeah, hundred percent. And does this come from at the fa- your family, or where does this come from? Just something I've like learned over time. Like whenever your mind is free or like bright, like if you have the confidence, you could be like the worst at anything. But if your confidence is high, then you could still do it. How is your confidence these days? It is extremely high right now. We're good? Mm-hmm. How did you help yourself get to that place? Just putting in the work. Because once you see, I'm one, someone that's once you see you can do it, and you do it multiple times, and it's, that's all I need to see. So are we going to switch our major or not? Yeah. We'll see. We'll All right. See. But when we're done with basketball, whenever that is, 10 years in the NBA, three championships, the Bucks beat the Heat. You're laughing your behind off because you got your payback. What are we doing? Something with like either like a childhood psychologist or like a marriage counselor or like a sports psychologist. All right, Matt. Have a good night. I'll let you go. Appreciate you doing this. And uh, we'll, we'll, see you, we'll see you around town. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good night, my friend. Thank you.